I know how to fix it. Please move. I, I have to take you away if you don't move. What? You gotta get that shuttle started. You gotta fire it up now. Damn it, Chef! Get off this car! I'm telling you, please move! This is a big problem in the Russian space station! Because I don't want to stay here anymore! I... Yeah! Finally! We can go home! <laughs> Hello and welcome, Popheads. This is issue 95 of the TomCast Podcast, coming to you from the Tom Cave. And my name is Tom. Thank you so much for listening to this quality independent podcast. You can follow our show on the social media, at TomCastPopCast on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show, TomCastPopCast at gmail.com. You can also become an official member of Pophead Nation by joining us over at Patreon.com forward slash TomCastPopCast where you can join the nation, and depending on what tier you select, you can get access to all kinds of sweet bonus content, special commentary track episodes, special video recommendation sections, the podcast reads that I've been doing over there on the Patreon feed. Uh, all kinds of good stuff going on over there, so uh, don't miss out if you are inclined to do so. But remember, this is always going to be a free show because it is for the people. So thank you to my current Patreons. Thank you to the Aspen Hill Chody. The Batman of Bay Park, Mr. Jeff Nail. Jeff is also the co-host of the Ringing Ear Music Podcast. And that's always a good time, so be sure to check them out. And we also have a new member of Pophead Nation, Evil Circle. He is the evilest of all circles. Finally, please subscribe, like, share this podcast on whatever platform it is you use. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, whatever it is. And uh, please leave us a five-star review. We uh, would really, really appreciate it. Those five-star reviews go a really long way to help getting the word out about the show and the good quality entertainment that we're providing here. Uh, and we want to spread the word, and we want to get the, this, the show. You know, we are, we are small but mighty, and uh, we, we intend to grow those numbers in the next year or so, you know, as, we, as we're cranking out the content. Uh, so we're hoping you guys are all having a good time, enjoying the show, and... And tell all your friends about us. We're doing good stuff. Uh, today I will be joining up once again with the indomitable Roger Smith, aka at Jedi Raj on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we have a uh, interesting topic to discuss today. Uh, we kind of went back and forth a lot about what to talk about today. Uh, you know, unless in case you've been living under a rock uh, over the over, over the weekend and last week, you know, a lot of a lot of things have been happening in the news. Important things, you know. Uh, I don't want to go into it too much, but you know, social justice issues have to. There has to be change in, in a lot of regards. Uh, but a lot of things happening. Some of it scary. Some of it uh, important. Uh, but all of it just it's just uh, very intense. And and, and uh, you know, we don't want to diminish that. And we're not a, a politically based show. We don't. You know, we're not a, a show to uh, get into some of these these issues. Mostly because I don't consider myself smart enough to talk about most of them, and I don't want to have that kind of discourse. Uh, where I inadvertently say something stupid, so <laughs> I try not to get into it. But uh, our 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 love and support is are with a lot of the people who are out protesting today, uh, and unfortunately, a lot of those protests got 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 violent over the weekend. Uh, that is unfortunate. 
but I think that's that's a, a lot of that is a, is just a symptom of, of kind of where we are in the country and why things need to change. So, again, not to get into it too much, but we we hope everyone's staying safe. And if if you're out protesting, we hope you're being smart and responsible, and and uh, being uh, being the the kind of uh, cultural icon that we need you to be to 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 get people to want to rally around you. Uh, that's always a good thing, and we support that on the show one hundred percent. But because things were a little intense and a little scary over the weekend uh, in, a, in a lot of regards. Roger and I wanted to have a show where uh, we, we were able to keep it kind of light and, and, and just provide like positivity. Just I wanted to have a show with overwhelming positivity in it today. You know, not uh, not 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 uh, bashing on anything or, or, or being like, oh, I didn't like this because of so blah, 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 blah. I just don't want any negativity in the show today because I think there was a lot of... Uh, a lot of things happening that, that that kind of maybe put us in a negative mindset to begin with over the weekend. And if I, if I can provide a little bit of distraction, uh, a, a little bit of a, a break from the intensity of, of what's happening in the real world, and you know, and that's not even counting the the the, the pandemic we're we're still in the midst of, uh, but just you know the the eruption, uh, the, the the boiling over of of emotions over the weekend, and. You know, I, w- I just want to give you guys a break from that for a little bit. You know, hopefully you can you can turn on the show and, and listen for an hour or so uh, to me to me and Roger just talk about fun things in a, in a lighthearted manner, and uh, and you know maybe maybe like I said just take a little bit of break, let let yourself kind of recharge from from all the all the, the all the all the high emotions that are going around. So I, I hope you guys will listen to this conversation. I'm not gonna, I mean obviously you're listening to the show. You probably saw whatever title I, I've settled on for it. Um. But Roger and I, I think, are going to have to have a, a little discussion because the current title that I have in my mind, I don't think is the one I want to settle on. So I think we're going to talk a little bit more about that, about what we're going to what we're going to do once Roger's on the show with us. Because uh, uh, I, I have feelings. I don't know if the word, the words I use to describe what I want to talk about are are accurate and representative of what we want to do. So. Uh, <laughs> That's just a long way of saying, like, get ready for an interesting conversation with me and Roger, okay? So thank you guys so much for listening. I will catch you guys on the other side of the conversation, and uh, we'll close it out with, with some, with the usual goodies at the end, all right? Uh, buckle up. What you looking at, punk? Nothing. I was just admiring your cage. Fits you pretty good. All right, joining me now via the Skypes back once again, Jedi Raj. <laughs> How you doing? I am okay, my friend. How are you doing? Uh, you know, same old, same old. Just got off work, podcasting time. Did you manage to <laughs> uh, to to make it home? Or are you still uh, over the weekend? Or are you still stuck here with the border closed and everything? And... Uh, no, I mean, I have been able to to go home. Unfortunately, you know, it's like not as much time as I'd like to spend over there, but. You know, I have been going uh, there just for the weekends, take supplies down, and you know, spend a little bit of time with the family. So sure, 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 sure. Uh, how has how was it over the weekend there? Uh, you know, things got a little crazy here in San Diego and across the country, basically. But uh, I don't know about TJ. No, over there is kind of they're they're still worried about the coronavirus more than anything. So everything else just kind of seems to be taken back burner. <laughs> okay. Okay, gotcha. So yeah. we have a, a unique situation on the show today because yeah. I I when we were when we were messaging each other and deciding on on today's topic, um 
the the word that we used was was guilty pleasure movies, but I, I'm not yeah. sure that's accurate. <laughs> How so? Um, I don't feel guilty about watching any of these movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Like, I kind of wanted to call it like movies that most people don't like, but I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that seems like the apt description. Uh, that's kind of what I was going for too. Yeah, it's it was. Uh, I mean, there's definitely my my list is definitely in, in two halves. Uh, uh, oh. In that, there, yes, there are some on there that many people w- would be like, "Yeah, that's not a very good movie." Um, yeah, sure. <laughs> but then I have a few in here. Where I'm like, I think that's a really good movie, even though it just is just unappreciated. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. It just wasn't critically acclaimed for one reason or another. Yeah. So, so I don't. I just don't. I don't know. I just feel like guilty pleasure is not the right terminology to use. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean, but I, I don't know what else you would call it. I don't either. <laughs> uh, you know, so I, and like I said, so since I don't feel guilty in, in any one way or the other about liking these movies that I've listed here, um, yeah. I think what I tried to do when I compiled the list, and I don't know if you did the same with yours, is I just oh. I, I just tried to kind of find movies that uh, I wouldn't even qualify as like cult classics. Uh-huh. You know okay. what I mean? Like, like I, I looked at a few guilty pleasure lists online just to kind of see what they, uh-huh. where they were coming from. And a, yeah. lot, a lot of times they they put movies on there. I'm like, that's that's not a guilty pleasure. That movie's fucking rad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I kind of try to stay away from those too. I was kind of like, okay, most people don't like these movies, or for one reason or another, it just didn't do very well in the theaters. So that yeah. was kind of my take on it. Yeah, that, and, that, and that's kind of what the the wheelhouse that I think I tried to stay in as well. Like, you know, a, a bunch of lists I, I looked at had uh, Big Trouble in Little China on it. And that's one oh, of my wow. favorite movies ever made. So to yeah. me, that's not a guilty pleasure. That that's top notch cinema entertainment right there. <laughs> Kurt Russell at his yeah, mulleted yeah. finest. <laughs> it's all in the reflexes. All in the reflexes. <laughs> oh my god, so many great lines in that movie. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I I, I I tried to keep cult classics off of this list. Um, Fair. So I, I do kind of a weird hodgepodge of things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Same here. A lot of stuff from the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> it was that era, you know. <laughs> yeah, a lot of lot of a lot of like nineties stuff, and and a few uh, few st- things from the early early aughts. <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, do you want to kick it off? Do you want to go first? Sure. Yeah, I'll I'll start it. All right. So this is our list: ten movies apiece. Uh, technically considered guilty pleasures, but movies that we just really like that no one else does. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's a, a little longer title at least yeah yeah, yeah. but uh, and i should say nobody not, not nobody else but the, the masses don't care for yeah. it yeah yeah all right roger go ahead give us your first one all right so i'm actually going to start with a disney movie one that was uh when it came out i was really excited for and i really liked and that is atlantis the lost empire Oh, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one with uh with Michael J. Fox as the as the lead character doing the voice acting for that. Um, you know, I, I think I've always been a fan of just the concept of like older technology trying to go up against like not only nature but like almost supernatural technology. And <laughs> it was just like such a cool thing seeing like those almost like steampunk looking submarines underwater going up against the huge leviathan right. you know machine and just you know just i just remember the the imagery being so cool in that movie 
And I always thought the story was pretty good. Um, visually, I, I, it's like it's a great movie. There's just like lots of really cool like blues contrasted on like orange and reds. And, you know, they're just going constantly like there's always either something glowing blue or something's on fire. <laughs> it's just really cool. Like just the way the colors work in that movie. Right on. And uh, yeah, yeah, no, it was a really cool, really cool movie. Uh, definitely underappreciated to the point where the uh, princess Kira isn't considered one of the Disney princesses for some reason. Oh, wow. Burn. <laughs> so yeah, that kind of sucks. But uh, yeah, I don't know. always thought it was underappreciated, but I always, I, I didn't understand why people didn't like it. I, I mean, there was, you could like just marketing wise, just the toy aspect of it alone would have sold a bunch of stuff. So I don't know. It's hard to say. All right. I hear you. I don't, yeah, I don't think I've, I don't think I've seen the movie. <laughs> yeah it's 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 worth a watch it, I'm, I'm, it, plus, it must so. be on disney plus so i yeah i can hopefully check it out on there yeah it's pretty fun i mean it's it's like nothing too crazy or like emotionally driven like maybe some of the other disney movies which mm-hmm. is maybe why it didn't click with people but i really liked it so i don't know okay okay <laughs> all right so i i, I kind of sort of numbered these and i'm going to kind of count them off from 10 to 1 but sure. don't don't feel obligated to, to, to replicate that if you didn't. It, it, this, it just sort of worked out that way to, when I was putting this together. Uh, yeah, I kind of have a tie <laughs> at, okay. at my number ten. And uh, right. again, much like you, this is a movie that the first one I'm going to mention is mm-hmm. I think just is just vastly unappreciated or just ignored. Like people see it and they're like, oh no, I don't want to watch that. And it's like, no, 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 yeah. you really ought to watch this. This is a quality fucking picture right here. And I'm sure, talking yeah. about Deep Rising. Oh, okay. The Steven, the Steven Summers directed, Treat Williams starring, Femke Janssen <laughs> before X-Men starring. Uh, and it's, it's, it's about a cruise ship that uh, gets, in, uh, I guess, taken over is probably the best description by a giant sea monster. Nice. And there's like <laughs> just tentacles shooting out of everywhere. And it, it's a, a raucous ride, a fun action adventure movie. Uh, it's a blast. It's I recommend it to it's it, it, it's stop what you're doing watch deep rising it's it's phenomenal <laughs> the movie's so good that uh it's actually what's got steven summers the the mummy gig you know the one with brendan oh, really? frazier like he, he came off of deep rising and universal was like hey you want to do a mummy movie and he's like fuck yeah i do <laughs> that's awesome and that, so that was early 90s then yeah early early to mid 90s and uh oh. that first mummy movie is really good the second and third meh not so much but oh. <laughs> Nice. And then uh, the movie that I tied with it is a movie that uh, I think people like to ridicule you and I for <laughs> because <laughs> they know how much we like it. And that would yeah. be Venom. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. I think Venom is a blast. I think you, you and I are both in agreement on Venom. It, it's, it's a hoot. Yeah. Uh, you just you just can't take it too seriously and you'll have a really good time. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I it, Like, we didn't go into that expecting it to be, you know, a masterpiece. We were like, all right, if it entertains us and it does the character justice for the most part, I'll be happy. Yeah. And I think it did that pretty well. Yeah, keep the bar at a reasonable height. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Venom will easily jump over it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's what he does. It's what he does. So <laughs> so that's my, my, my dueling number 10, Deep, Deep Rising and Venom. Nice. I like it. <laughs> All right. What do you got next, buddy? All right. Here's one that uh, a oh, lot of wait, people Oh, wait. Actually, time out. Oh. Real quick. Yeah. Are you yeah, having yeah. a Are you having an alcoholic beverage today? 
Oh, I am indeed, sir. What are you having today? We skipped over our our beers, our show beers. I know we got just got too excited. Uh, <laughs> I, we did. I am drinking the uh, dankest of drinks, the dank drink from Pariah. <laughs> <laughs> my my lovely can here. Our, one of our favorite 7% IPAs nice. coming from Pariah. Uh, yeah, decided to just kind of go classic on this one. Uh, picked up a four-pack of this the other day. Um, yeah, you know, nothing. Can't say anything bad about this one. It's a solid beer. One of my faves. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. I'm trying <laughs> something. What do you got? I'm doing something a little different. Um, I don't know what words I want to use. <laughs> 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 uh, I'm having a new beer from from Mike Hess, and okay. it's it's called Assaulted by Feather Pillows, and is a okay. double hazy IPA, eight percent. As you can see, it's it's pretty hazed up. Oh wow! Yeah, sure. That's not orange juice. I think they switched out your can. They they might have. They might have. I mean, this is this is uh <laughs> this is Hazetown over here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's 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 a this is a solid beer. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I guess my problem, my, my, not a problem. I was gonna say what, what I, I, no, I noticed most is like, look at this can from Hess. Like <laughs> I, again, if you're a podcast listener, this, this means nothing to you. <laughs> yeah, this is lost on you. <laughs> this is yeah, but but Mike Hess is kind of doing like this new like rebranding thing, where yeah. like instead of having like the that kind of like Latin motif they used to be going for a lot, you know, like the, with the yeah, Latin names very... and kind of like the the, the scrolling yeah. Mike Hess on everything. Now they've gone sure. with like these weird cartoons on the on, yeah. uh, for their can art and it's it's very strange. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's, I, uh, I don't know, maybe it jumps off the shelf better. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like in terms of uh you know like logos and designs, they kind of went in reverse from what everyone else is doing. Mm-hmm. Seems like a lot of other places kind of went for, you know, they used to have an old logo and now they're like cleaning it up and like just making it very clean and minimalistic, you know, a la modern times, you know, even, I know Coronado did that with all their branding, kind of just going with the simple mermaid, uh, just the two-tone kind of thing. But sure. yeah, it's, that is interesting that they kind of decided to make it go cartoony. Yeah. Anyways. So, yeah, <laughs> uh, so I saw enough beer. If you're a fan of the haze, I think you probably would want to check it out. Um, it is a, a, a uh, it is lower on the on the price range than uh, than many hazies are, so it's it's an affordable option if you want to try it. And uh, nice, uh, yeah, it'll work. <laughs> Gets the job done. Gets the job done. All right, buddy. Yeah. What do you got next on your list? All right, let's see. My phone doesn't want to open up. Okay, so this one, this one is kind of uh, a lot of people didn't like this one. I, I actually don't know what you'll think about it. Um, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Oh, okay. Yeah, that one. You know, I, I'm kind of like seeing a theme in that definitely like when I see movies that are like take place in an older time but has technology that surpasses what they should have at the time. For some reason, it kind of kept, caught my attention growing up. So that was definitely one, you know, with when they're in the uh, when they're in the submarine, the Captain Nemo submarine. And I, I really love I mean, it was a, a team up movie before they were a thing. You know, and the the concept of having like all these old time like legend kind of characters teaming up. You know, you got your Jekyll and Hyde, and you know, just everybody in that one. It was cool, but um, I definitely understand why people didn't like it. It wasn't like I don't know. It it had a lot of cool stuff going on, 
I don't know that the story was the greatest, but I thought it was entertaining enough. So, I don't know. Have have you uh, had a chance to peruse the graphic novels of the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? No, no, I haven't. Actually, yeah, it wasn't until recently that I even found out it was based on a graphic novel. Oh, well, okay, there you go. All right. Well, uh, once you read those, at least the first two or three volumes, uh, you'll understand why people weren't happy. (laughs) Uh, I see. So you think that was the main reason? Yeah, it takes a lot of liberties with uh, with the Alan Moore story from from uh, oh, okay. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I, I don't want to, like I said I, I, in the intro to, in, in, in the introduction to the show, I explained to the audience that uh, this show is going to be all about positivity. So I'm not yeah. even going to go into my problems with that flick. I'm, but I'm glad you <laughs> dig it though, because I think you, you're more of the audience for that flick, man. You know, you're, you don't mm-hmm. need you know you don't know that source material, sure. So you're able to go into it like super fresh, and you had a good time, and that's fucking yeah. cool, man. That's a good good thing. Yeah, I just thought it was, you know, I thought it was a cool concept. Uh, I'm really curious to see, like, what the graphic novel has just to, you know, compare the two. And, you know, I'll probably like the graphic novel more. Like, it's it's not a movie that I love, but it's definitely one that I'm like, yeah, this one was cool. I liked it. But, you know, a lot of people really didn't. So, well, it's, it, you know, in, in a lot of regards, I'm, I'll, I'll compare it to another Alan Moore picture, which is which is uh, Zack Snyder's Watchmen a oh, film, okay. you know, based on the on the on the Alan Moore, Dave Gibbons graphic novel. Um, yeah. The to, uh, to me, the two things can exist separately. They mm-hmm. they they don't have to be so intrinsically linked. Like I can read Watchmen and just be completely absorbed by by all the different levels and all the layers of the storytelling and, and the metaphors and, the, and all the complexity that involved. I yeah. can also just watch the movie and have a really good time, a different good time. But yeah. you know, they don't have to. I think the Watchmen film is undeservedly bashed, um, yeah. because it's because it's quote unquote too faithful. <laughs> like, what does that mean? Yeah, yeah. I don't. I never like that argument. Like, oh yeah, but it's thing. like it's like shot for shot from the graphic novels. Like, isn't that what you wanted? <laughs> Yeah, it's like that doesn't sound like a bad thing. You liked the graphic novel. Yeah, I mean they they, they did they did change the ending, but you know that's a, that's a whole other thing. And we can like you know sure. if that's if that's the crux of your argument, then fine. I got nothing else to argue with you against. But whatever. <laughs> so no, no, I sure. think uh, I think that's pretty cool that you like that film uh, without having the burden of the graphic novel to to weigh you down. That's that's really cool. Yeah, I think I was definitely the target audience for that one. Just going in there and not knowing anything about it, and just kind of having fun with the characters. You know, sure. something something new at the time. Well, and like you said, I mean, the concept is so neat. Like all these all these like literary characters kind of teaming up for an adventure together. It's it's really fun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sounds like a good thing. You know. <laughs> yeah. All right. So for my next film, this is a, this one's kind of a um, kind of a strange one. Uh, okay. It, it, it's. Um, it stars Antonio Banderas oh. as a, as a, uh, a scholar from the Middle East who's exploring the world in like the early ninth, t- tenth century, something like that. Oh, okay. Happens upon uh, some Vikings and gets wrapped up in a giant Viking adventure, and it has to go <laughs> like fight Viking monsters and Viking armies and stuff like that. It's it, this is the Thirteenth Warrior. Oh wow! I don't think I've heard of this one. It's uh, based. Really cool. It's based on the. Uh, who's the guy who wrote Jurassic Park? I can't think of his name. Michael Crichton. Michael Crichton. Yeah, it's based on his book Eaters of the Dead. Okay. And it's just a fun adventure movie, and I don't think anyone paid much attention to it because uh, there were like production problems with the filming. Uh, It's directed by John McTiernan, who did Die Hard and and, uh, Last Action Hero, Predator, those those films. 
So it's, yeah. it's got a really solid visual style to it. Mm-hmm. But again, it's just a fun like romp of an action movie. You know, is it his, is it historically accurate? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> but it, but it's fun. It's a good time. Yeah. And I, that I think cool. I think uh, this is like Antonio Banderas at his like Zorro charminess, you know? Coming oh, off okay, of, he's cool, coming cool. off like like I, th- I think the first Zorro and like you know, obviously Desperado and those films. Huh. So Banderas was a pretty big deal at this point in his career. Yeah. And he gets to swing a sword. Another sword, not like a fencing lance, like Zorro style. I mean, like a real sword. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So that one came out around, I guess, mid-90s also? Uh, I want to say 97 or 98. Okay, so maybe late. Yeah, a little later than in the 90s. Yeah, yeah, I don't I don't remember that one. Maybe if I saw an image of it, yeah. I'll, I'll, I, I, I have the DVD. <laughs> I'll take a picture <laughs> nice. of, the, of the cover and send it to you. Sweet, sounds good. Yeah, a, a flick I really enjoy. Things uh, underrated, and I think people just kind of glanced over it when it came out, or and when they saw it on the, on the video store shelves. But it's a fun, mo- it's a fun movie. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty cool. All right, buddy, you're up again. All right, I'm up, and uh, sticking with uh, movies from the '90s, I'm going with The Shadow. Ooh, there is a pick <laughs> and a half right there, my friend. That that is. <laughs> That is such a crazy, weird movie, and I love it, yeah. I think, probably just as much as you do. Yeah, no, I, I, it's it's just so great, but, like, just so weird, you know? Like, you said, <laughs> it's just, it's all over the place, but, you know, it, it was kind of, I feel kind of writing that same vibe that, you know, Batman 89, I think Batman Returns had already been out by then, I'm not... 100% sure. Yeah, I think that was like early 90s, like 93, 94, I think. Something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. But I think, you know, like, I think it stands up with that. You know, like, I would put them side by side and be like, you know, the these are both, you know, almost on the same level to me. You know? There's it's, there's a little bit of campiness to it, which is kind of fun. Kind of gives it like yeah. a fun thing. It's not quite as serious or dark as Batman was at the time. Sure, um, yeah. But it, 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 it pays respect to its material and uh, to me it's it stayed fresher than like let's say when when warren Beatty did dick tracy uh-huh, yeah. you know it, it was able to be kind of dark and serious while still being kind of fun and campy at the same time sure yeah and i mean there was just a lot of like really cool concepts in that movie yeah and i just remember really loving it as a kid i had multiple little shadow action figures i had those too <laughs> like, you, you squeeze the legs the guns pop yeah up, and you know? it draws on you it's awesome yeah, I, I, they're probably somewhere in my garage. I'd have to find them, but yeah, no, just yeah, it's nineteen ninety four for this for this 1994. film. Ninety four, okay, nice. Yeah, so definitely, yeah, that one. I don't feel like a lot of people were really into the movie. Like, I don't think it did very well. I, you know, I'm not sure if it's if maybe Alec Baldwin had something to do with that. Like, maybe they didn't see him as like a action hero kind of figure. Yeah. Which is weird because yeah. I know he was coming off of uh, Hunt for Red October, which was kind of an action movie for him. Um, sure, but he plays the, he plays the, the titular Shadow, aka Lamar yeah. Cranston. Uh, but it's a uh-huh. it's a great cast. Uh, 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 John Lone is is uh, Shiwan uh, Khan. Uh, uh-huh. Peter Boyle's in the movie. Ian McKellen's in the movie. Yeah. Tim Curry's in the movie. Yeah. I, it's, oh yeah, and uh, I think it's uh, directed by uh, Russell Mulcahy. I think is the director. Yeah, Russell Mulcahy, he directed this, and he's the guy who did, like, Highlander and and, uh, one of the Freddy movies. Nice. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there was some good stuff behind it. Yeah, I don't know. It just didn't seem to to stick with people very well. I mean, uh, I feel like other than us, you ask someone about it, and they probably wouldn't even know what we're talking about. Yeah, (laughs) you're 100% right. But uh, I definitely, from that, I think I've always loved the character of the Shadow. Um, And... 
just knowing that it has all this history behind it is so cool too. So. Yeah, one one of the original pulp heroes from like the twenties and thirties, and he, uh, radio dramas. You know, people. Yeah. You know, your grandparents probably remember the radio dramas that that Orson Welles did the voice for. You <laughs> no, know, and, that's uh, awesome. So many great uh, like he has uh, the shadow has like awesome. Like like catchphrases, you know, like uh, yeah. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? The shadow knows. <laughs> the shadow knows. <laughs> and then yes. uh, what, what's the other good one? Uh, the weed of crime bears bitter fruit. <laughs> it's just got such like awesome catchphrases. It's great. Yeah, it's, it's just a cool so, one. So classic, you know. I'm so stoked you you picked that. I, they, that was that. I didn't even think about that on my list, but you're right. That's that's a, that's a really good underappreciated flick. And yeah. like like those pulp heroes are like right in my wheelhouse. So I I love that pick, man. Good one. Yeah, for sure. All right, what do you got, man? Ooh. What do we got next on the <laughs> awesome list? <laughs> All right, I think I'm gonna get a fair amount of um, mocking laughter directed at me for this one. <laughs> uh, but once upon a time, Hugh Jackman was known for did other movies besides Wolverine and X Men flicks. Really? He tried, at least. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like nobody wanted to see him be anybody but Wolverine. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> but once upon a time, he tried. And he did a movie, a little film called Van Helsing. Oh, that's on mine, too. <laughs> oh, shit. There we go. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, it's it's not a great movie, but it's no. a really fun movie. You know, again, like, <laughs> just set the bar a little lower for, for your expectations. Yeah. And, like, yes, it's not historically accurate. They didn't have, like, machine gun steak rifles. Okay? Like, I get it. <laughs> it's not real. So badass, though. <laughs> it, it's just a fun flick. And I love, like, the, the, the co-mingling of all the different uh, monster mythologies, like, with Dracula and Frankenstein and yeah. Wolfman's in there. Uh, 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 Kate Beckinsale's also in the picture. And uh-huh. this might have been directed by Stephen Summers, too, now I'm thinking about it. I should double check really? that real quick. But uh, yeah, I think Van Helsing's, uh, again, I know it's not great, <laughs> but it's, it's a lot of fun. And when it's on TV, I just kind of happen to like let the TV linger on that station and watch it for a bit. And like, yeah, this is kind of yeah. fun. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's such an awesome flick. It's just, like you said, you it's just when it's there, you just leave it on because any, every part of that movie is entertaining for one reason or another, you mm-hmm. know? And, you know, I love the, you know, I love Van Helsing's character and, you know, again, it kind of hearkening back to my theme going on here is like having this weaponry that is kind of like out of place for the time period. And it's just, you know, so cool. And the aspect of just like a demon hunter, you know, is just an awesome thing to me. So, yeah, everything about that movie, you know, even the over the top uh, Dracula portrayal was awesome to me. Yeah, I, you know, <laughs> it's, it's it's the right amount of campiness to it. You know, I, I felt like it didn't take itself too seriously. I, I remember going to a panel for for Van Helsing at Comic Con, and again, this is before there was the big you know, Hall H stuff. It was in Ballroom Twenty, yeah. and it's this giant, you know, the giant table. You know, Hugh Jackman, obviously the big star, Kate Beckinsale, the big star, and they 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 roll this trailer, like the special Comic Con only trailer. Yeah, and the the coolest part about that trailer. Uh, I mean, the part that like just was like, oh my gosh, I have to see this. Is they used the score from the fan from, from the Francis Ford Coppola Dracula flick, oh. and so they just show all these scenes they string together, and they're using like this this amazing uh, composed piece from that that uh, the Bram Stoker's Dracula that, that Coppola did. And I was like, oh my yeah. gosh, this movie looks phenomenal. And yeah. okay, <laughs> it wasn't phenomenal. It wasn't as good as all that. But sure. again, like you said, uh, the over the top Dracula, like there's a lot of fun in that flick. Yeah. 
All right. So that that's my that's mine. Uh, that was I guess my number eight technically as I count up. Sure. But uh, all right, what do you got? <laughs> all right. So I'll check that one off the list. Let's actually go. This one, okay, this one was kind of a weird pick in in the sense that I think at the time it was pretty popular, mm-hmm. but you would look at it now and maybe think this is cheesy as hell. And that <laughs> is, of course, Mortal Kombat. Oh, I knew you were going to have that on your list. I fucking knew it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's one of those movies where it's just like, just the soundtrack. You, you can't help but just want to move to that whole movie. You sure. Know? This, you you love all the characters, Johnny Cage, Liu Kang, especially Shang Tsung. He makes the movie, and the fact that he's in Mortal Kombat 11 is such an awesome thing to me right now. So, yeah, definitely, you look at it now, and it probably hasn't aged as well. <laughs> the The CG's terrible, and, <laughs> you know, the, the scene look, the scenery looks plastic in parts, and you're just like... Yeah, you can tell that this wasn't the uh, highest of budget <laughs> movie. You know what's but, funny uh, is I, I did catch it on TV not too long ago. I, um, and one of the scenes with, with Goro was on. I was like, ooh, Goro looks rough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you don't remember him looking that bad until you watch it nowadays. You're yeah, like, I, one of those movies uh, going into high def did not work well for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Goro does not look good. None of his forearms. <laughs> no, but I, 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 I think you're right. I think the first Mortal Kombat was a lot of fun, and uh, I think that's a very solid pick. I'm not, totally, I'm not surprised at all that you picked that one, though, sir. You didn't fool anyone <laughs> with that one. Yeah, that one I think had to make the list. So. <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, this uh, little sidetrack here. Uh, I saw there's yeah. like a new Mortal Kombat pack out now, like a yeah story DLC. I actually uh, finished it on Saturday. And this, uh, this is the one with like Terminator and RoboCop and stuff in it. Yeah, well, uh, so Terminator's he's been in it, and RoboCop just got released as a as a DLC character along with Shiva and Fujin, if you know them from older games, but. Um, but yeah, it was cool because it's like it was a DLC pack that had the characters and the stages and everything, but they added like a new story to it, like kind of picking up where the game ended. And uh, it was really cool because this one focuses a lot more on Shang Tsung. So you get the act, the actor with the you know doing the voice and everything, nice. and you know it's it's just so nostalgic having that. It's it's pretty fun story, very very brutal as Mortal Kombat is. You know? <laughs> very cool, very cool. All right. Yeah. All right, so I guess it's my turn. Yeah. <laughs> Back to me. And I have a movie, again. Yeah. I think this movie has an insanely bad rap. Uh, and this oh, is right. this is one of those films that, that suffered before it even came out because of all the reports about, you know, huge production overruns and delays and, and, and all kinds of things on the set. So it, it had, like, this really kind of, like, bad vibe around it before it even got released you know people are like oh this is gonna be a turd because all these bad things are happening to it on you know on the production side of things uh sure but i think the movie's again a a lot of fun enjoyable as hell and just a a a fun way to spend like two hours and i am (laughs) referring to uh john carter aka john carter of mars the 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 disney picture from a few years back with the kid who played uh gambit in wolverine origins (laughs) <laughs> okay yeah i had forgot about that movie but yeah that's another uh another rare disney flop i guess yeah uh, uh, uh taylor kitsch i think's his name is is uh does, does, that, does that sound right to you taylor kitsch oh, I, 
I, I couldn't tell you. I don't remember, but I remember his face. Yeah, Taylor Kitsch. <laughs> and uh, Willem, Willem Dafoe's in it, too. The Green Goblin himself is, is in his picture, <laughs> though he has, he's all CGI'd because he's playing an alien. But uh, oh, okay. again, a, a fun romp of, a, of an action-adventure sci-fi movie that I think a okay. lot of people like heard that it wasn't good, so they're like, well, we're not, I'm not going to waste my time with it. But if you actually sat sure. there and watched the flick, it's, it's kind of a hoot. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, I, I remember sitting um, in a very empty movie theater enjoying the hell out of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's always fun. Yeah, that's that's weird. I, You know, I felt like even at the time, I don't think it was marketed very well because I had no idea what the movie was even about. Yeah. Like, even after watching commercials and trailers for it, I'm just like, so is he, like, in space? Is this, like, an alien planet or is this, like, a like a earth in a different future or in the past or yeah, I just, I didn't know what was going on. So the marketing on it was not good. You're hundred percent right. And for whatever reason, when they decided to drop the of Mars part, I think that just led oh. to the confusion. Cause it's like John Carter, you know, certified public accountant. It's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like what? not, not the coolest sounding title. <laughs> right. It's like, like, who's this guy? <laughs> John Carter, yeah. your favorite bartender. What? <laughs> Seven up brews. <laughs> All right, my no, friend. Show me what you got. All right, let's go. I guess technically this would be top five, but I, I don't really know that I even put them in any order, really. Um, I did I'm steal one of yours. With... <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. So, oh, yeah, that's why I'm at five now. Um, so I'm going to go with Transformers, the first three movies. Oh, you're going to do a little bundle. <laughs> yeah because i figure like they kind of all blend together anyway okay. that's fair <laughs> I, I openly admit that these are not the greatest movies um these are just like kind of appealing to a certain nostalgia mm -hmm. you know we were we've always been fans of transformers everything about it you know i i grew up at the time it was beast wars on tv for me and so everything transformers related was super cool to me i had a bunch of the toys nice and you know just seeing that they were coming to the big screen was such a cool concept and you know we, we've talked about the uh the, the the shia labeouf acting in those movies isn't the best and the uh, <laughs> over-the-top parent characters kind of drag it down a little bit too but um but, I mean, the action's fun. Seeing Optimus kick ass is always cool, you know. Um, just getting to see all the Transformers, at least in name and slightly resembling <laughs> what they were in the cartoon sure, is kind of yeah. cool. Um, and, yeah, just, you know, seeing that kind of stuff on the big screen, just the transforming effect, which, you know, kind of became a little much after, <laughs> you know, the second and third movie where it's just too much is going on but i felt like maybe the first one was kind of like that's that's where things kind of were introduced and they didn't look too over the top i guess but yeah i think the transformers movie definitely a guilty pleasure okay openly admit that they're not 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 the best movies uh, <laughs> by any means but they're definitely fun and a good popcorn action flick well the, the funny part is that uh, uh uh director of transformers movies mr michael bay uh, yeah. We'll certainly be making appearances on my list at some point very, very soon. <laughs> Mr. Explosion himself. Huh? Oh, that is a fact, my friend. That is a fact. Nice. Uh, all right. So for my next one, again, a movie that uh, I just kind of think is underrated. Okay. And un underrated, underappreciated kind of flick. And uh, that would be... Let me here. Let me pull up the vital stats on it real quick, so I have all my information. But this is a Vin Diesel picture, so oh. 
take that for what you will. <laughs> it's Iron Giant. <laughs> no, oh, Iron Giant's amazing. Come on. No, yeah, I'm, I'm, no, I'm talking good. about the, the Chronicles of Riddick. Ah, the, that's the a sequel to uh, Pitch Black, which became yeah. uh, like a cult classic overnight, basically, because it was yeah. a, a, a surprisingly good time at the movie theaters. And this is its uh, very much different and expansive sequel. Uh, uh, Vin yeah. Diesel's in the cast. It's uh, Judy Dench is in this. Colin Fiore, Fandy Newton, Carl Urban. I mean, it's a, yes. it's a packed cast. It's directed by uh, David Tui, <laughs> and it's it's crazy because it takes the Riddick character from Pitch Black, uh, mm-hmm. and it kind of puts him in like the space Conan kind of situation. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to put it. And, yeah, and they're facing against like these necromonger dudes, and it's just again just crazy intense action stuff. The plot's a little muddled here and there, but again, sure. just like throw it on sometime when you're at the house and you're you know you're just kind of like multitasking or whatever, and you'll be like, yeah. yeah. That's, that's kind of a cool scene right there where he just killed all those dudes. You kill what you keep, or you keep what you kill. Keep, yeah. <laughs> and Carl Urban's got a crazy good haircut in it, you know? I mean... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think the Chronicles of Riddick... Carl Urban, yeah. Yeah. Like, I get it. Chronicles of Riddick is vastly different than Pitch Black. Sure. But yeah. it's still... I think it's still a really solid, fun action-adventure movie, and Vin Diesel is not too Vin Diesel-y in it. Yeah. <laughs> like, this Very isn't the last Witch Hunter. Yeah. This, is, uh, this is much better. Yeah, I, I, what I really liked about that one is just how it expanded the universe that they were in. You know, like you, for Pitch Black, you kind of just accepted, okay, these are, you know, people in space and they're stranded on this alien planet pretty much. And you're just like, okay, like simple premise. You know, you don't ask too many questions, but you get all that expanded on in the sequel and you're like, oh, wow, this is like part of the bigger universe where like a bunch of stuff is going on. Yeah. And, you know, even even with that movie, you only, you know, get this snippet of what the universe is like. And you're like, man, there must be so much more going on like everywhere else. You know? Yeah, it was de- it, the way it ends is definitely sets itself up for for, you know, more Riddick movies that never came to be. <laughs> well, there there was a third one, wasn't there? right? But it's a complete departure. And they try to get it back to like, oh, right. they, they try to go back to like the pitch black roots. And it's like, well, wait, why, did, why do I like this one so much then? You yeah, know, it's, it's like they no, try to do like fair. a reset almost. And it's like, oh, boo. Yeah, yeah, I I think I watched the third one, but I definitely don't remember it very well. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I think that was one of those ones where like Vin Diesel was trying to throw his a uh, Fast and the Furious weight around, mm, probably. Or like, <laughs> or he was like petitioning, he's like, "Well, I'll do the next Fast and the Furious if I can do another Riddick or whatever." Because <laughs> very nice. It's hard to say for sure what was going on there. <laughs> All right, buddy, I think it's your turn. All right, so I think for this one, I think I'm gonna go Resident Evil. Ooh, Mila Jovovich. Yeah, I think I'll, I think I'll go with the original on this one. The the sequels, I mean, they just get progressively more and more campy. And they get a little nutty too. It's like, like, what's yeah. happening? <laughs> but I mean, the first one was super cool. Um, it was a fun time. It was just like, yeah, it, it, like it was just you had this video game concept on the big screen, and you know, at the time, I had only played a few Resident Evil games, but. I was, you know, well-versed enough to, like, know the characters and was kind of disappointed that they didn't re- really have many of the characters from the game in the movie. Right. And I'm like, okay, well, that's that's fine. It's its its own interpretation. But, you know, it was, it was cool because it was, like, this cool mixture of, like, you know, that, like, new horror era of, like, movies where, for some reason, all the horror elements were also futuristic at the same time, you know? 
Uh, I think it was kind of like the thing for like the early 2000s where that kind of genre really came out. You got stuff like that, stuff like Jason X, or it's basically like horror, but in space or in a lab or in the future, some weird thing going on. You know, but um, it's 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 pretty funny that uh, <laughs> you, you you picked this because it, it uh, <laughs> same director as Mortal Kombat, by the way. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The same guy who brought Mortal Kombat to the big screen is the guy who brought Resident Evil to the big screen, which is uh, oh, that's right, Paul yeah, yeah. Paul W S Anderson. Paul W S Anderson. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So that, totally that's forgot. that's very interesting. That that's kind of like your back to back picks or Paul Anderson flicks. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even think about that, but. <laughs> Well, it makes a lot of sense, though. That's kind of like, it seems to be like a recurring theme on here with directors, because I mean, I, I I have two Stephen Sommers movies on here. Yeah, and, <laughs> and now you have uh, two Paul W S Anderson movies of all of all things. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty pretty random, I guess. But uh, you know that those are the kind of movies he makes. You know? <laughs> yeah, you know another good one that he that he made. Uh, what, my favorite Paul W S Anderson movie. Uh, I didn't put it on my list because I don't. Again, this is one of the movies I consider more of a cult classic. Uh, the sure. guilty pleasure, but uh, Event Horizon is yeah, yeah. fucking awesome. What a great <laughs> fucking movie that is, you know, about yeah. the spaceship that you know went to hell and came back with a bunch of <laughs> demons on board. <laughs> yeah, that's never fun. We might talk about something similar later. No, but, but Sam uh, Neill definitely didn't have a good time on there. Neither did, neither did Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> Woo! Oh man, yeah, no good for them. But yeah, so Resident Evil, um, fun movie, fun just seeing monsters, zombie things attacking people. You know, the whole T-virus thing seems very apt these days. Oh, boy. And, you're right. Uh, you're and right. The, uh, <laughs> and the Marilyn Manson soundtrack was pretty cool. It was, so. a, it was, it was a good time, yeah. I I had the same... Uh, I was when, when, when I saw it I saw back in the, in the theaters initially, and I had the kind of same uh, uh, reaction you did at first. I was like, oh, well, where's all the characters from the from the, from the the games? But, you know. <laughs> but you, you kind of get over it and deal with it. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, we end up getting them later, but I don't think I felt any better about it. Having them, because the uh, characters they chose, they didn't really match their game counterparts very well. So yeah, it was unfortunate. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you, buddy. <laughs> All right. So for my next pick, let's let's go back to our friend Michael Bay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but this time, let's go to an asteroid with a bunch of oil drillers. <laughs> yes, oh. I'm talking about Armageddon. <laughs> And now you think, I, I thought that was pretty well received at the time, though. I think it was at the time, uh, because it was a, a, a period where we were all being wowed by, by you know, just massive spec, uh, spec, uh, spectacle with, with effects yeah. and everything like that. And uh, sure. this was a movie that's it's, it's completely over the top. It's completely illogical. <laughs> it's completely insane. <laughs> but it's like kind of fun to watch over and over again. <laughs> yeah, it's it's always fun. The the cast is great. Yeah, I mean, you know, you got Bruce Willis and a young Ben Affleck. You got uh, 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 Steve Buscemi in there. Buscemi, yeah. <laughs> a, a phenomenal cast. A lot of fun to watch. A, 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 an almost unknown uh, Owen Wilson at that point is in that flick. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, a lot of good stuff going on there. Liv Tyler is in the flick. Uh, 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 Billy, yeah. You got Billy, Billy, Billy Bob Thornton in there. Uh, mm -hmm. And the, the script, in case anyone's forgotten, is actually written by J.J. Abrams, everyone's favorite person. So, I mean, that's, hilarious. that's just kind of, I don't know, it, it's just kind of like this weird, uh, uh, like, this is where Hollywood is now, and, and Armageddon kind of started it. And I think that's like, that's from the late 90s, right? Like 98, 99, something like that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. yeah so. 
But again, it, it, I think a lot of people nowadays look at it like, oh, what a dumb piece of shit movie that is. And it's like, yeah, but it's still kind of fun. You just throw it on and you, you watch, sure. uh, you know, Affleck and the crazy Russian guy. And, you know, they just shoot each other across the thing with the fire. With the, with the, uh, they use like the oxygen as propulsion. And it's just, I, again, it's illogical fun, but it's fun. Yeah, it is fun. No, I mean... <laughs> Plus, it had the Aerosmith song that everybody was singing. So. Oh, that Aerosmith soundtrack probably sold a couple million dollars worth of tickets right there. I mean, come on. Exactly. Doesn't That's doesn't awesome. doesn't hurt to to have uh, Aerosmith's daughter in the in the in the movie. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, but it's again, you know, like I said, Bay's gonna show up on this list again. Um, but the guy can shoot the shit out of movies sometimes, and it's a gorgeous yeah. film to look at. It really yeah, is. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. I, I think it was, uh, I think it was really liked at the time. I, I definitely agree. It probably hasn't aged super well, just because it started a trope that became very played out. <laughs> just the whole like over the top action blockbuster spectacle. Yeah, like the, the 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 definitive Michael Bay movie. I mean, you know, yeah, like he just, he, exactly. he just got bigger and bigger with everything. Yeah, and it's like, well, how do you get bigger than destroying the planet? (laughs) (laughs) But that's kind of where we are now. Exactly. Just blow up multiple planets for fun. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so on to my next one. I think I'm going to go for a Marvel movie before big Marvel Universe stuff. Uh Uh-oh. And I'm going to go with The Punisher. The Dolph Lundgren Punisher. No, not the Dolph Lundgren. Ah, okay. <laughs> the, uh, oh, what's what's the guy? The, the Tom remember. Jane one or the other Tom, one? Yeah, that one. That okay. One, Tom, yeah, that one. That one was, yeah, the one with John Travolta. That's right. He yes. was in that too. Yes, Travolta's the bad guy <laughs> Let's in that not flick. forget John Travolta as the uh, crime lord guy. <laughs> you know, I also think that that Punisher film is underrated as well. Yeah, I don't know why. I feel like it got really shit on, and I'm it not did. sure why. <laughs> it really like, did. like people actively hate that movie for some reason, yeah. and I don't really know why. Because as far as an action movie goes, it's got this like revenge thriller storyline that's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Like you're like, damn, this is like when you when you finally see the bigger picture of what's going on. Because basically, the whole movie is just him doing all these like random little things to like you know, F him over in small ways, but you're like, well, how is this really getting back at him? Like, what's really going on here? Now, when you finally get the payoff, you're like, oh, shit, he was really playing the long con. Like, he destroyed this guy's life for taking, you know, right. his family. I mean, he completely dismantled his empire so that, it, you know, once he does kill Travolta, like, that, that there's no one who's going to take that over. There's nobody left. Yeah, uh, <laughs> exactly. But, I mean... My my two cents on on that film is that it wasn't, you know, the Punisher sometimes gets reduced to this character who's just a a, a machine gun toting you know lunatic, yeah. and I, I feel like that was the movie that people wanted as opposed to this one where, where Frank's kind of cold and methodical, um, yeah, with everything that he's doing. And I think it's an underappreciated aspect of Frank Castle's character from the comics is that he is cold yeah. and methodical. And is actually a pretty smart tactician. Uh, yeah, they just wanted the machine gun blowing everybody straight to hell. Which <laughs> yeah, which is kind of funny. Well, right, a hundred percent. And I mean, it's such a classic uh, uh, Hollywood thing because 
the, the, the you know for the sequel for Warzone. I mean, they, that's what exactly they gave everybody exactly what they wanted uh, yeah. in Warzone. Whereas it's like he's just gonna blow everyone straight to hell, and that's what the movie is. And you know, Warzone has its moments, but I, I, I kind of find it uh, simplistic. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't. I don't think I ever. I ever even saw Warzone. There's, there's like a, there's I was a, aware of it, but there, I just there's didn't a few watch good it. action sequences, and I think uh, I think Lexi Alexander directed it pretty darn well. But it's it's almost too comical because like the oh, violence okay. is just so over the top. Mm, I see. But you know, the, to each their own. I, I again, I, and I, yeah. I think I maybe attack Wars. I, I think I'm a little harsher on Warzone because I, I do feel bad that the Tom Jane one got. I think the Tom Jane movie got a unfair rap. Yeah, I think so. I mean, like like we said, I feel like it was relatively faithful to the comic book character and maybe to a fault, you know, maybe that's not what people wanted. They uh, not not what the what the common moviegoer wanted. They just wanted some action and stuff blowing up and they ended up getting uh, a slow drawn out torture of a movie yeah. which was very brutal in a lot of ways. Um I mean, you I don't think you would see a movie like that today, like in term, not especially not from Marvel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, and it's funny. There's a couple of scenes in the, in the in the picture too that uh, I was I was I was very recently having a conversation with a friend, and he was like, "Those scenes are yeah. so dumb." And I was like, "What do you? Like, those scenes are straight out of the comic book. I'll show you the panels. I have them at home." Yeah. <laughs> like, like, yeah, like you can't say this isn't faithful at the very least. Sure. Yeah, I think it definitely has that on it. So definitely. Uh, I think a movie that got unfairly shafted, but definitely one of my early favorites. Yeah, I think I agree, man. That's a pretty underappreciated flick. And people are going to come after us for saying that, <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> I can, I can, I can see the, the, the texts <laughs> on my phone now. <laughs> <laughs> Though, my brother will be in our corner. He is a big fan of that Tom Jane picture, too. Oh, very nice. So that, that's no, something. Yeah. We, got, we got Mark on our side. Yeah, that, that's always a good one to have. <laughs> uh, so for my next movie, okay. I, again, this is the one I feel like <laughs> I feel like people might lash out at me. Okay. <laughs> I really like this movie, and I don't think anybody does. <laughs> <laughs> I really like the Joe Carnahan directed AT movie starring uh, Liam Neeson and uh, oh, okay. and uh, everybody. That that yeah. whole. <laughs> uh, what's that guy's name from The Hangover? <laughs> Can you remember? Uh, Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. Had, uh, Thank you. Rocket himself. Rampage. Yeah, and Rampage. All right, right. Rampage Jackson. Uh, and then and uh, uh, Shaw Charles Copley from uh, oh. District Nine. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I really like that movie. I think it's ridiculous, over the top action. <laughs> but for some reason, I'm completely fascinated by the idea that. Oh wait. They're showing us the crime that the TV show always talked about them being framed for. <laughs> like this movie's nice. a prequel to the TV show. <laughs> That's funny. And again, it's it's crazy. It's over the top. It's insane. It's not mm. realistic in any way possible. But it's just it's just fun. I mean, I I found it amusing as hell when they're trying to fly that tank as it's flying out of the air. <laughs> <laughs> And like Liam Neeson's uh, 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 earnestness as he's trying to fly a tank is so convinced. I'm like, you know what? I bet Liam Neeson could fly a tank. Yeah, <laughs> I think Liam Neeson could just do anything. <laughs> I wouldn't question him. Yeah, so I think that movie uh, uh, did not get the love it probably deserved. If you go back and watch it, it again, I know it's ridiculous. I know it's over the top, but it's the sure. A team. It's kind of supposed to be. 
You know, yeah, and if you went into there thinking that this was going to be, like, a serious movie, you clearly don't know your source material. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I think the A-Team is a good time, and I thought Rampage Jackson was a really good Mr. T impersonator. That's pretty cool. Yeah, you know, that's one that i got to go back and watch. Uh, I, I don't think I saw it when it first came out. Um, so now, per your recommendation, I think I'll, I'll add that to the watch list. <laughs> right on, right on. I like it. <laughs> All right, let me, my phone is being weird. Okay, here we go. So I'm going to go with one. Uh, this is kind of a, a smaller, lesser known uh, film, probably. Um, it is Ninja Assassin. I, think, I don't know if you've I think heard I've of seen this. this. Is it yeah? an 80s movie? Was that? Wait, it's not an 80s movie. This is like a late it's, 90s. You no, know, it's relatively, I mean, past, oh shoot, I don't even know. It's. 2000s era i think i have 2000s. seen this this rings a bell yeah it's like it's pretty nuts right like it's, it's like non-stop yeah. like martial yeah, arts action yeah so basically it's kind of uh so the main actor is this korean guy named rain he, he's pretty popular in korea he, right you know he's an actor and a musician and everything um so this was kind of like supposed to be like his breakout role for like a movie that was released you know in the u.s and uh you know just the concept you know like like we talked about on the last episode i've always been super into like ninja martial arts stuff everything about it so when i saw this and i saw the trailer for it i was like oh this is gonna be amazing and just a lot of the like action in that movie was like so over the top where it's like borderline comical like it's almost like to like Mortal Kombat fatality level of brutality and yeah. things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But almost taken seriously, you know? <laughs> and it, maybe that might have been the reason people weren't digging it so much. The story isn't the greatest. It's a fairly simple story. And the acting isn't the best. You got a bunch of actors, a bunch of no-name actors other than Rain, you know? And even he wasn't known by anybody here at the time. So you're kind of just, like, this was even before, like, the whole K-pop revolution happened over here. <laughs> so people didn't even know Rain, you know? They're just like, oh, this uh, good-looking Korean guy. But, I mean, just, see, I remember I would, like, watch some behind-the-scenes stuff of him just, like, training to get ripped as hell. And it was some intense stuff. So, I mean, they got, like, just all the cool effects going into, like making the ninjas just like appear from the shadows and like they're just like going around like demons and stuff but it's just super cool nice just very much that like old-timey like ninja shuriken weaponry versus like you know a bunch of army soldiers trying to like contest it with machine guns and night vision and it's just it was such like a cool concept to me and it just it didn't really hit very well over here it didn't really get too much I, I don't even know very many people that even know the movie so yeah it didn't hit very big over here i i don't know i don't know even like what studio was behind it or anything mm -hmm. but i just remember it, it was pretty fun to watch right like on. if you're if you if you want some good action good crazy martial arts action and awesome cg that's that's one to see <laughs> all right i like it yeah i think I, I think i do remember watching that off of uh uh, back you know back when Netflix would send DVDs in the mail. I think I watched that. I think that's yeah. how I saw it. Yeah. Yeah, I d definitely did that myself. So. <laughs> right on. All right. Well, for my next one, I'm I'm, I'm gonna go and kind of go back to our boy Michael Bay. All right. And 
for for my next three movies, you're gonna there's gonna be a theme here, but I'm not gonna say what it is just yet. Um, <laughs> now this picture, I think the argument could be made that this is a really good movie. Period. Okay. But I think Michael Bay gets a lot of shit, so this movie might sure. kind of get shit on because of his name nowadays. But <laughs> I right. love this movie. I think it's so fucking good, and I am talking about The Rock. Oh, okay. Nicholas Cage, Sean Connery, Ed Harris, a bunch of Navy SEALs take over Alcatraz Island. They have a chemical weapon. They're demanding justice for their fallen brothers. And, and <laughs> Nicholas Cage and, and former ex-MI6 uh, spy Sean Connery, basically James Bond in jail, have to team yeah. up and stop these uh, these SEALs turned terrorists and by breaking into Alcatraz. It's fucking awesome. It's such a fun action movie. Even though... Uh, our, our 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 friend from last week, Michael Bean, has a great role as as the Navy SEAL team leader who's going up against Ed Harris in the beginning of the picture before he gets shot in the face. Um, awesome, <laughs> fun as hell action movie. I think this this might be Bay's first big break as a director too. So he was oh, kind really? of a he wasn't quite the the Michael Bay that that we we all know and love nowadays. He's a bit more restrained. Uh, but this is also a, a a very convincing Nick Nick Cage. Uh, you know, like being just funny as hell and, and entertaining and you know playing off a legend like like Sean Connery and insanely well the movie's a hoot it's a it's a real blast it's a it's a good time you know it might be it might be a teensy bit too long but it's it's fun 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 yeah. and I, that's I, awesome I, I recommend it yeah. as a guilty pleasure highly nice yeah well you know that that's funny that your movie is the rock because my next movie stars the rock <laughs> <laughs> Please don't say Scorpion King. <laughs> oh no 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 no. Okay. This one, this one is definitely one that a lot of people disliked. Um, is it the Tooth Fairy? No no no. <laughs> this is one of the earlier ones. This is Doom. Oh shit! Yeah, The Rock and Carl <laughs> Urban. Yep yep. I told you we'd get back to Carl Urban later. <laughs> uh, dude, this was a fun movie. It was a fun care. movie. You got a bunch of soldiers going in space fighting a bunch of demons in this facility and it's just you know just campy as all hell and the the first person shooter scenes were just so ridiculous but like definitely trying to pay homage to the game i thought that was fun i like those yeah it was fun like i you know it wasn't the greatest storyline and the fact that they kind of bait and switched that The Rock was actually the villain of the movie and, you know, Carl Urban was the hero. Right, um, right. Probably what rubbed people the wrong way, you know, because, you know, The Rock at the time was he was definitely up and coming, you know. Um, you know, he was definitely getting his his pedigree that he now holds firmly. But, you know, at the time you could be like, oh, it's got The Rock. That's cool, you know? Oh, I remember The Wrestler. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> yeah, that was fairly... Yeah, that was pretty close to after his, uh... You know, as he's transitioning to, like, the megastar he would become. Yeah, exactly. So it was, like, definitely one of the early action flicks where, you know, he was definitely toted as the main character, you know, in all the advertisements and everything because his name stood out a little more than Carl Urban, which, you know, is is a shame because we all know how underappreciated Carl Urban is. Oh, yeah. I mean, look at all these movies that we talk about that Carl Urban was in. And it's like, it's almost better because he's in it. (laughs) Well, he's such a cool dude for like genre stuff. I mean, he's, yeah, he's just like this cool genre dude pops into things and, and 
I I really enjoy seeing Carl Urban in things. I love yeah, I, I love him as Dread. Great. Yeah, yeah, that was super cool. So yeah, definitely, uh, definitely one of my faves. Um, and you know, it didn't do great. A lot of people to this day will talk shit about that movie, but I like it. You know, it's definitely one of them that you know I've I've sat down and been like, you know what, let's watch Doom. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, yeah, it's fun. I nice, like it. nice, nice. All right, so as far as my list goes, like we're firmly entrenched in like actual guilty pleasure territory because it's like these movies now I'm talking about like they're ridiculous. <laughs> okay, okay. I'll, like, I'll have to add some more because I actually just went through my list. Um, but actually, I, I have a couple in the back burner, so we'll see how that goes. All right, all right. So for my next one, uh, this uh, you, you, again, I, I <laughs> it's kind of funny how certain actors and directors kind of keep popping up back and forth on on the on the list. <laughs> And uh, that is no different for this pick from from me. Uh, this is 1997's John Woo directed Nick Cage, John Travolta, Face oh, Off. Face Off. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I haven't. I totally forgot about that movie. It's that's awesome. Completely fucking bananas. <laughs> it's one of the most unrealistic things I've ever seen in my life. Yet I sort of kind of love every second of it because it's oh yeah ridiculous. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I don't know if I have much more to say than, than this. I mean, like, uh, if you don't know, if you're not familiar with the premises of Face Off, it's a, a, a criminal and a uh, federal agent switch identities by actually taking their faces off and switching them around. And for some reason, we're supposed to buy the fact that Travolta and Nick Cage, who do not have the same body type at all, mm-hmm. yet they fool their families com- completely. <laughs> yeah it's uh definitely an interesting premise it's i don't insane. really understand the reasoning at all it's, but, uh, it's so insane it just seems so like above and beyond what was necessary yeah it's just it's just this crazy over the top action thing but like it's, yeah. it's again if you can if you are okay with like ridiculousness you're gonna have a fun time because the action stuff in this movie is pretty damn cool yeah yeah <laughs> that's super good and uh, uh I, this is probably john woo's biggest hit as a director in america so uh as a fan of, of john woo's work from 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 china uh, in you know overseas yeah uh good on him i'm glad he got a, a couple of hits under his belt yeah for sure yeah he was definitely uh trying to make a name over here too but i guess it just didn't stick as well <laughs> yeah, yeah like, i think we, we kind of talked a little bit about it last week it just kind of seemed like at a certain point he was just kind of imitating himself and I, I mm. you know, and I, I, I guess he just thought that maybe people hadn't seen these things before. But it's like, no, no, no. Like all your movies are in America. We can watch them all like really regularly. <laughs> We're aware of them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. All right, what do you got left? Anything? Yeah, let me. Uh, you know, talking about Nicolas Cage. Let's let's go ahead and throw out Ghost Rider, the original. <laughs> There you go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it out there. Okay. I liked that movie when it came out. No one else did, <laughs> <laughs> and it's probably because crazy Nick Cage. I mean, he's he's pretty bananas by by this point in his career. I mean, this is when you yeah. see the wheels falling off. Yeah, it's so it's so weird just how you know he was such a big actor, like you know through that guy has like, an Academy he, Award. <laughs> yeah, like it's insane. Like he's not a bad actor. He has the range for this. But for some reason, every role he plays becomes crazy Nick Cage. Yeah, <laughs> and you're right. just like, this is his new typecasted character. No, but like when the movie came out, you know, I was I was in high school. I remember seeing it with my girlfriend at the time. 
and we just had a lot of fun with it. We we thought it was cool, you know. Just, I mean, we love Ghost Rider as a character, you know, the Definitely. fucking flaming skull with chains on a motorcycle. What's there not to like? I agree. <laughs> But um, yeah, there there was a lot of cool stuff. I definitely understand that you know, Blackheart was poorly under characterized mm-hmm. in that movie. He was uh, supposed to be this badass, you know, giant demon, and he's kind of just this like shrimpy emo looking guy. It's <laughs> not very threatening at all, and uh, they just made Mephistopheles the devil. So you're just like, oh, okay, well, I guess he's just Satan now. <laughs> yeah. So the characterization was off for sure. But, you know, just for for what it was at the time, the effects were cool. And just, you know, seeing him do cool shit on the motorcycle was always fun. I would be pretty stoked if we were able to get uh, a new cinematic Ghost Rider cameo in the new Doctor Strange movie. I think that'd be oh. the perfect place for him to kind of like make his debut. Yeah, and uh, you'd Spirit be able to do, you know, uh, a much grand, more grandiose version of, of Mephisto and Blackheart and everybody like that. It, it, it yeah. you know, with with the with the, with with Marvel now having that character back in its fold, it, it'd be really fun to see what they decide to do with him. And I think the next Strange would be a really fun place to kind of launch him. Yeah, yeah, because he definitely you know overlaps with like Blackheart and Mephisto, but like. Yeah, that that would be a great opportunity to bring him back yeah, and finally it, get something good. It, it definitely seems like the strange movie might be kind of like the launching pad for you know not just like the mystical but also the supernatural for for mm-hmm. the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Because I mean, obviously we know Blade's coming. Yeah, you know why not work on that on that Ghost Rider cameo now and kind of get get the hype train going. Yeah, get get kind of the more supernatural characters in there. That'd be that'd be an awesome thing to see, and yeah. I'd love if they went that direction. Well, but... and especially with a, with a great director like just like Sam Raimi at the helm, I think you could see a really cool. fun little Ghost Rider bit in there. I think it'd be a hoot. Oh man, can you imagine a Sam Raimi directed Ghost Rider? Don't that'd tease me best. like that, man. Don't tease me like that. <laughs> just I would. My first question would be like, where do you sneak in the Bruce Campbell cameo? I know, right? <laughs> Make him the old cowboy, or like some dude he runs over or something. <laughs> Just like... Yeah. Oh man. All right. So we're to number one on my list, and I'm right. I'm getting the hot flashes. The the va- I'm getting the vapors uh, because I'm so excited to talk about my number one most ridiculous guilty pleasure movies. Uh, because I feel like I can't possibly be alone in my <laughs> my just enjoyment of this completely ludicrous ridiculous movie all right and again we go back to the well that is nicholas cage <laughs> because <laughs> why stop now uh this would be the the simon west directed uh co-starring john cusack john malkovich cole meany we got uh ving rames we got dave Chappelle. Oh, i'm wow. talking about con air yeah <laughs> <laughs> because con air is fucking nuts but it's it so much so stupid good. fun. Steve Buscemi's in this flick as well. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just... <laughs> if you try to describe the premise of this movie to somebody, they're just going to look at you like you're a lunatic. <laughs> like, yeah. they go, this is a movie? People watch this? And it's like, yeah, it's on TBS every weekend, and I watch it every time. <laughs> That's true. That would be the place to watch it. <laughs> it's... it's... I can't help it. Uh, I mean, Dan, Danny Trejo's in this movie as well. Uh, yeah. like everybody is in this movie, and it's stupid fun. It's yeah. completely stupid fun. I I I pull no punches. 
I, I, again, this is not great cinema by any means, but yeah. it's it's a it's a flick you can throw on and you just kind of like chuckle at it because it's like that's nuts. Like oh, Dave man. Chappelle just pulled a packet of gasoline out of his stomach and then he lit lit a Native American man on fire and, and makes all kinds of racist jokes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it was just I mean just long hair wife beater Nicolas Cage. It was iconic as a look for him. <laughs> well, I mean, the premise is so ridiculous. He's like this decorated war hero, and he gets into a like a bar fight and kills a dude. And it's yeah. like I don't, I don't think that would be how it went down at all. <laughs> no, probably not. I, I, I don't think anyone would convict that guy. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but again, that's the premise. Like our our hero is locked up, and he's being transported back home and he's surrounded by the worst of the worst of all the serial killers and awful human being rapists and, and varsonists and all, you know, the scum of the yeah. earth all on one <laughs> plane together. What could possibly oh, okay. go wrong? <laughs> oh man. I, and no, you got Bubba I Gump think... needed the insulin shot. I mean, the, the movie is just wall to wall drama. <laughs> yeah, dude. No, it's, it's so good. I, I think I might watch that one this weekend now. <laughs> that, that seems like, I'm I'm in the mood for it now. That's, it's just so crazy. It's classic. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's just it's so hilarious. I crazy. Love it. Steve Buscemi having tea with that little girl. I mean, it's just. It's... Oh yeah. <laughs> he, he's like he's made out to be like the worst of the worst. Yeah, he's like the Hannibal Lecter esque character. Yeah. You know, they wheel him out uh-huh. there with the mask and everything on. <laughs> but he's he's just having tea with a little girl. And it's funny we noticed Steve Buscemi's also in uh, uh you know Armageddon. So they, he's kind of popped up on this list a few times. Uh, yeah, we, we do love some Buscemi action. <laughs> yeah, I, my my list is definitely heavy on action films from the late nineties. In the <laughs> sure, yeah. But I, I snuck a few genre kind of things in there. Don't worry, we're staying true yeah, to our roots yeah. here on the show. I, I think when it comes to just like campy fun, just like maybe underappreciated action, tends to be the genre that has the most of that. I think you're right. I think you're right about that. Yeah. You got any uh, any others you want want to bring up? <clears throat> Uh, no, I don't think any more off the top of my head. I think we, I think we hit all the all the key players. I think we did too. I, I do, I do have one honorable mention. Uh, okay. Again, this is a movie that I love. This is a movie from my childhood. I think this movie is is I, I think is gold. Uh, but <laughs> it's one of those. It's kind of a it's kind of a B movie. It's kind of unappreciated. It kind of uh, ignored. Uh, it is a picture from oh, I don't have here. Give me one second. I'm going to pull up the year on it because I'm I'm a little curious. It's not the Ewok movie, is it? It is not the Ewok movie. Okay, it's, it is. It, I was right. It's 1980, uh, okay. and it is directed by a gentleman named Don Taylor. And now listen to this, the, the the main two actors in this cast. All right, Kirk Douglas okay. and Martin Sheen. Oh, that's pretty impressive. Like Hollywood, you know, royalty in 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 a, in a sense. You know, like two of the oh, big yeah, families of Hollywood, the the Douglases and the Sheens. And this I movie is called agree. The Final Countdown. <laughs> are you did from, it have the song are you from no I think this movie predates the song oh wow but are, but you haven't you haven't heard of this right no no this doesn't sound familiar to me so Kirk Douglas is 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 the captain of a US Navy aircraft carrier stationed in the Pacific and mm-hmm. they're they're just kind of like doing their things they they end up uh, I forget they're doing. I think they're doing like a like a like a PR kind of thing. You know, they pick up a reporter. They have a senator on board. Blah 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 blah. This this kind of oh. thing. Then this this storm comes out of nowhere and a portal opens, and they end up going through the portal 
and they don't know what happened. Everything's all weird now, but they're like, oh, everything seems okay. But like, wait a second, there's a plane overhead and that's a plane from like, you know, the forties. So what's going on? And they find out they're there just before the Japanese are going to attack Pearl Harbor. Oh, <laughs> and because they have an aircraft carrier, shit gets real for the Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> and it's again, it's kind of a campy B movie, but it's so much fucking fun to watch. I love this movie uh, because eventually they go back to the present and, and you know, it, again, the time travel doesn't make a whole lot of sense because they, they pop back sure. up in the present and it's like they're they're hailed as heroes because people figured out that they, it's the ship that went missing, blah, 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 blah. It's, but it's just yeah. this really fun kind of B-level action movie uh, <laughs> with a time travel element to it. So it's got like a little bit of a sci-fi twist to it, too. So That's big cool. fun, underappreciated. Uh, if I remember correctly, the guy who produced it went, would go on to be a, a big part of uh, Tromaville and do movies like Toxic oh. Avenger and Sergeant Kabuki Man and those pictures. Okay. I don't know if you're a big uh, Tromaville guy or not. Uh, I mean, I'm familiar. I've, I've never like sat down and kind of watched them, but I've always been real curious about it. There are a few uh, uh, a friend that's a very big uh, Toxie fans. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll have to we'll have to do a special show about those sometime. We'll have to sit down and watch them and then do a show about them because it, it's sure, been a, it's sure. been a minute for myself to watch those. But yeah, they were. Uh, God, I, I want to say, like Saturday nights on Cinemax, like at eleven, mm-hmm. was like Tromaville night, and they'd play like back to back movies for you know for, like three four hours or whatever, and all kinds yeah. of crazy ones in there. And and I have a buddy. Uh, I don't know if he listens to the show. I'll have to make him. But, uh, but he's he's a big Tromaville guy. He he, he loved Troma pictures. And uh, we would often exchange Troma DVDs with each other for Christmas presents and stuff like that. So, oh, that's funny. Yeah, those, cool. those, those are like the classic, you know, B movies of of, of, uh, oh, yeah. of the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. So, I like yeah, I, I feel real good about this guilty pleasures list, even though I, yeah, I don't feel that guilty about liking any of them. Yeah, no, I, I feel like our lists were, were pretty solid. These are all movies that, you know, for one reason or another, we were really into. So mm-hmm. they did something right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, regardless of, you know, what the masses thought, you know, it stuck with us. Yeah. And that's that's at the end of the day what matters. You know, <laughs> you know, what movie I almost put on the list was uh, was uh, the uh, the Robert Rodriguez produced Predators, the one with Adrian Brody. Oh, you know, I wanted to put that too, but I felt like we talked about it a couple. I times know, I, I, <laughs> I had the same reaction. I was like, yeah. Jesus, people are probably so sick of us talking about fucking predators right now. <laughs> They're like, let it no, go, dudes, let it go. Crossed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. You know, because yeah, I, I had the thought. I was like, well, I won't put it on my list, but maybe Roger will put it on his. <laughs> yeah, I. You know, the only reason I didn't was, like I said, because we talked about it last time and, uh, and, and, and many times many before. Times before that. <laughs> <laughs> You're so right about you that, my friend. if you haven't watched Predators, go watch that. We still also. recommend that highly as well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Roger. I think uh, I think we're good, buddy. All um, right. We have, uh, I, I guess I'll say right now on the, on the show, we, we have some plans. We, we, we've talked about a few different ideas for, for uh, upcoming shows. We'll have to oh, yeah. see how the scheduling goes. My, my yeah. work schedule changes uh, starting this week, so things are going to get a little silly. We'll see how it works out. <laughs> All right, Roger. Yeah, thank you we'll so much for, for sitting in with me and, and sharing your list. Uh, I, I'm pretty stoked about your list. <laughs> I'm yeah. not going to lie. I was like, that's a good fucking list. Yeah, no, I, I felt we, we both hit on some really good ones, so I, I'm happy with how it turned out. Well, and if you're if you're gonna end up watching Con Air this weekend, we'll have to come back and do a special Con Air episode of the show. Oh, we might have to. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the only person who'll download it is Nick Cage himself. <laughs>
Roger, thank you so much for joining me. I will talk to you very, very soon. Sounds I'm good. Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. It jumped up a notch. It did, didn't it? Hey, so there you have it. There's a conversation between Roger and I about our favorite uh, quote-unquote guilty pleasures uh, films. But again, like I said before, I don't really feel all that guilty about any of these particular movies. Um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of curious how you guys feel about some of these, these movies. I mean, do you think I'm wrong? Do you think it's like, no, that movie's total shit? Or, like, what are you talking about? That's not a guilty pleasure. That movie's amazing. You know, what do, what do you guys think about some of the ones we talked about today? I, I can see a couple of these going uh, kind of either way in any direction there. Or, you know what? Or, you know, share, share with us your favorite guilty pleasures, and, and we can talk about those sometime. So, uh, a fun one, I think. I think I think I did a good job of of staying positive on this one. You know, we kept it real upbeat and in good energy. Um, I wanted to give Roger a harder time about his League of Extraordinary Gentlemen pick, but I, I decided not to. I decided to be supportive because, like like I said, positivity is what we need right now. You know, I want to give some positive vibes out there in the world. So, you know, no need to hate on the LXG movie. And if, if he likes it, that's all that's important, man. That's, a, that's, that's cool for him to be able to go into that picture uh, without the burden of the source material. So I'm glad he enjoyed that. And, uh, you know, no need for me to tear it, tear it down. Like, like, let's not do that. Let's not be those people. Let's build each other up. Let's support each other. That's the kind of world we need to be in right now. So without getting too heavy and too much further into that, you know, I hope you guys enjoy this more uh, positive, upbeat show. I hope it provided a little bit of a break uh, from some of the intense emotions that are going around right now. Uh, just a little respite. You know, for you guys to, to recharge your batteries and, and, and move forward and, and uh, you know, uh, uh, like I said, just move forward. I guess that's the best way I can put it. So uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, make sure you are uh, subscribed to this podcast wherever it is you listen, whether it's Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio. We're now on there. Uh, and and uh, like the show, subscribe to the show, share the show, and if you get a, get a sec... Give us that five-star review. Those are super, super sweet, and they go a long way to helping small podcasts like us uh, not get lost in the mix and, and, and uh, letting people know that we're doing good stuff over here and that uh, we're worth listening and we're worth checking out and, and uh, paying a little bit of attention to. So again, you can follow the show at TomCastPopCast on Twitter, at TomCastPopCast on Instagram. You can email the show TomCastPopCast at gmail.com. And if you're inclined to do so, if you're able to do so, uh, you can join Pophead Nation over at patreon.com forward slash TomCastPopCast. Thank you once again to our current Patreons, the Aspen Hill Chody, the Batman of Bay Park, Mr. Jeff Nail, co-host of the Ringing Ear Music Podcast, a great show that's definitely worth listening to. Please check them out. And our newest, our newest Patreon member, Evil Circle, the evilest of all the evil circles. So thank you guys for being Patreons. Thank you, you Guys, guys and gals, guys and folks. We shouldn't say, we should, I should be gender neutral, you know. Uh, thank you guys. Thank, <laughs> so I did it again immediately. Thank you so much for being Patreons. It means the world to me. And, uh, I, you know, we're still in the middle of a pandemic. We got a lot of other things happening in the world too. Be safe, be responsible, be good to each other. Keep washing your hands, staying six feet away. Remember, we still got to do the social distancing thing. We got to flatten this curve so we can all hang out again and uh, have a beer in a public place together without masks and, and, and being six feet away. So you guys keep taking care of each other. Keep doing good things. Keep putting bo positive vibes out in the world. We need them more than ever right now. 
Uh, I will talk to you guys very, very soon. As I alluded to, uh, the, the show scheduling might change a little bit, but we're still going to get you at least one episode a week for the foreseeable future. We just got to figure out what day that's going to be during the week. Uh, but otherwise, we're good to go. You guys take care of each other. I love you. Love each other. <laughs> and we'll talk very, very soon. Ciao, babes. Ah, you know what old Jack Burton always says at a time like this? Who? Jack Burton. Me. We're not gonna be fucking sunk this year! We're still...